Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Stephen Nyman's Slopeside, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Stephen, uh, back at the apartment in Austria? Yeah, we have a couple days off, just here relaxing. Um, I'm actually a little under the weather, but trying to kick this cold before our next training session in St. Moritz. Uh, that's where the World Cup Finals is going to be, and we have the opportunity to train there with the Swiss and the Germans uh, this upcoming week before we head to Norway, then back to it's so crazy to hear you say the finals. I mean, I remember our first interview back in uh, September at the Indian Peaks Classic, and then as you were preparing for Birds of Prey, talking uh, the beginning of December. Has it, has it felt to you like the season has gone by fast? It, it just seems like it's been a whirlwind to me. Yeah, it blows by, but it also seems like it's been a long time when we look at it. Uh, by the numbers, like I've been here 70, 80 days and, or on the road at least. Well, if it's on the road, I don't know, probably around a hundred. Um, but in Europe, 70, 80 days. And, uh, some of the guys have actually been here longer that didn't go to Korea and came over here in the fall for some training and they're having visa issues and have to kind of get approved to stay here longer. It's kind of funny scenario, but I'm not in that right now. And is part of that because you went to Korea? Yeah, going to Korea, that took us out of the EU. Basically, you can only be here 90 days out of 180 days block. So um, those guys, some guys trained here in September and October on the glaciers, and that's that's putting them over the limit. But they, they figured it out, and they went to the embassy and had to get approved and all this stuff. But luckily, I didn't have to deal with that. Now, under the weather, when did you start getting sick? Um, our last race in Hinterstoder, uh, one of my teammates was pretty ill, and then that got passed on to another one of my teammates, and then our physio, and um, I started feeling it last night. It's just kind of making its rounds. I, I don't have it anywhere near as bad as our teammate. He's He's hurting. <laughs> I just have a runny nose and kind of a foggy head, but he's sitting there in a cocoon in his bed, so oh. now, take some drugs tonight, pass out, I should be fine in a day or two. <laughs> so how did the last race go? It was all right. Um, that hill, it's funny story is that's probably the worst race of my career I had there in 2000 and. 
seven, I think it was. And I was third to last. I was like back there with the Kazakhstanian guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. And it was, it was probably one of the darker times of my career. And, uh, I was going there, and I'm just like, man, I, I don't know how I feel about this place. And I arrived, and I'm like, I like it. I, I know this hill can be good to me. And with my current status of skiing, like I'm, I'm over my skis. I'm confident. My technical ability is taking a jump board, and so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. And uh, looking at the course and the set, and the hill was really, or the the snow was really firm. It was, actually just that ice rink basically but uh i like it that way i like i'm a powerful guy a powerful skier i'm not super finessey when it comes to uh turning and so i i really wanted to lay into the snow and i knew i could make those turns and there's a really steep technical pitch on the hill that was kind of what i feared and it was fine um up top was kind of moderate rolly terrain which is usually my game and I overskied it. Now I was pretty slow. I was 1.1 seconds out by the second split, but then I uh, was pretty fast down the pitch, and I was fifth and second on the last two splits, and I made up a lot of time. I was, um, didn't make up. I was ended up being only like 1.7 out off the winner, and it's Super G, so it's not my premier event, but I know I can do really well in it. So to perform down that pitch how I did and on the bottom section, I was was really happy, and I know I have the speed. Um, It just comes to execution now. And you had a top 20 finish, correct? So you're in the points. Yeah, top 30's points. I was, I'd say, 18th. 18th is what I thought, yeah. It's my best Super G finish of the year, uh, but it's still nowhere near where I want to be, and I know I can be, but um, it's a step forward. Currently, on season rankings, I'm 29 or 30th in the world. I'd like to get top 25 in the world so I can race at a World Cup final, so that'll require, I think, around a top 10 in Kvitsville, but that hill favors me. Um, our coach is going to be setting there, and I know I can ski well there, so we'll see if I can pull it out there and qualify for World Cup finals, and uh I know the downhill up there, though, is, is really favorable for me. So I'd like to continue my strong performances in that event. And you've got to still be very happy with your skiing. I mean, it, it seems like you've been there all season. Um, yeah, the, currently my consistency is what I'm really proud of. And, and just the clearness in my head of, of what I need to do and how I need to approach stuff. Um, and my confidence in my equipment. I had a few issues that I've talked about in the previous episodes, but once I kind of dial my equipment in, it, it, it's all up to just what I see, essentially, and what I convince myself of. And so I'm really happy with uh, my confidence and my feeling on my equipment. Now, again, rest days, you've got a couple of them, and rest is so important Later in the season, is it even more so than it was uh, after Christmas? Yeah, there's in the beginning of the season, a lot of it's maintenance, 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 maintenance. Trying to keep your physical stature up, trying to keep uh, your 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 self primed, essentially. But right now, it's, it's the end of the line, and you still want to maintain 
your physical prowess, but you want to also uh, keep some gas in the tank. And um, some guys are getting worn down, as you saw, or as I said, our, our team's pretty worn down right now. A lot of guys are sick, and I need to really watch myself and in this next training block at St. Moritz, really pick and choose how much I train, how hard I go, and uh, just, just play that game. But um, I think I'm in a good place physically, so I've been really good with that maintenance. Now, I do have to say, uh, just a little while ago, you were talking about how you like ice and really firm snow, and I think of all the skiers I know, as soon as they hear that <laughs> going on underneath their skis, <laughs> Uh, that's, that's not a good thing. How do you get on ice and feel secure? Because I would say 99% of us don't feel that at all when we get on icy snow. That's funny. It's, uh, I have a makes my edges razor sharp all the time. Not, nobody really has that. <laughs> but, uh, um, with all the strength training that I do, it's for those scenarios because if you want to run a World Cup race and you're running it on a softer piece, it's going to be unfair. The first guys are going to have a severe advantage over the last guys. So um, you want to have a nice, firm, hard surface so it maintains that way from the first race to the last, which this was a very, it's pretty fair. It got pretty warm, so it wasn't as fast on the bottom for some guys, but. Um, later guys I should say but uh, when it comes to on the pitches and how firm the snow was it was a really fair race there you know and I think oh, but back to answer your question <laughs> I I don't know I was a Utah boy I grew up in skiing powder basically so <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think it has to do with my strength though because when we train in soft snow I'm not fast I'm not very good I'm not very comfortable either but when I'm on the hard snow, I, I'm willing to just put my nose in it and really see how much faster I can go with every turn. When it's soft, I, I don't feel comfortable like pushing for more. I feel like I'm on marbles. I'd love to see your skis sometime because I can't imagine the edges you're on. I mean, what, I every skier, uh, as soon as they get their new equipment, you, right away you go detune the edges a little bit. You're exactly the opposite. Yeah. So I, I make them razor sharp. Dale, I like to see what that ski's made to actually do. Uh, one thing that I, I don't like seeing right now, it's just kind of a lot of the, they call it style. <laughs> <laughs> world. Um, but it's just biomechanically incorrect. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's just bad skiing, lots of rotation, lots of leaning in, lots of just sliding. And the skis aren't designed for that. But they think it's cool because they look cool, you know? But it's, it's kind of funny to me, the, the way that a lot of people ski, especially in the States. It's funny over here. People go out to carve. They go on the groomers, and they just carve turns, and they go fast, and they love their racing. But you go to the States, and people have their fat skis with their turned up tips and tails and they just slide all around all the time. There's no, there's not a lot of carving. You don't see a lot of that in the States. And I'd like to see more of it because that's what a lot of the skis are actually designed for. And a lot of the, the T 
teaching, the, the teaching progression that PSIA has uh, developed is all about utilizing gravity and, and utilizing the ski's design for a nice clean turn and getting energy out of the turn. It's, it's funny to me. Oh, it's like, I mean, with the, I can't even call it the new shape skis because they've been shaped for so long, but I mean, the old style of skiing and what we do think is so cool in the States. I mean, you're not even using those skis the way they're made to be turned. Yeah. But Fisher actually has a cool new ski coming out. The problem is Fifth Fifth has created these regulations for race skis, which in my mind I think is much safer and uh, it requires the skier to ski properly to actually make the skis work. They, um, the, I'm talking more about radius, how tight they turn, and they used to be able to turn a lot tighter, but a lot of guys could just muscle it around, and it was really bad for people's backs and knees because the skis would go around so quick. But now they've made the skis so they don't come around so quick, so they have to ski properly. But um, that being said, that doesn't transfer over to the public, and you have to have that hard, icy snow that I'm talking about to make the skis function the way we want them to. And the public doesn't want that. They want just nice, soft groomers. So anyway, Fisher has developed this cool new ski called the Curve that is race production, essentially. Torsionally stiff, but it has a better side cut that's more forgiving for the general public. And I was kind of toting it to my dad the other day, or today, actually, and saying, you got to try this. They were raving about it. I had this big Fisher uh, uh, promo meeting and and Hinterstutter in there showing that ski off. And I was looking at it, I was like, this looks like a lot of fun just to go rip around on. Yeah, watching the guys out at uh, the SIA demo days at Copper, uh, that was a very popular ski. Nice. Good to hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Stephen, I am really looking forward to catching up with you on Thursday in a special edition of Slopeside, which is going to be our first show from our new studios that are based at Scratch Labs. And you being a Scratch athlete, I uh, was hoping you would be our first interview from there. Ah, perfect. Love to. And I love the guys at Scratch. All right. Well, thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and I look forward to speaking with you in a couple of days. Right on. Thanks, George. Nice talking with you. Slopeside with Stephen Nyman, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. 